What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thank you for taking some time to hang out with us this evening. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, my partner in crime over there, Ivan Lovegren. Ivan, what's going on, dude? Not too much. Uh, just uh, right before we started, I noticed I'm a little stuffed up. A little. So if I get too quiet, just yell at me, just punch me in the ribs, just remind me. Um, but it's kind of interesting, Rob. I, I was thinking back, and it's like I literally have not been sick the past year, which I think is kind of interesting. So it's great. Hopefully, it's just a uh, just a little bit of a uh, you know post nasal drip from that afternoon nap. But I'm good. How oh, excellent. I'm I'm well. I'm excited. So We've got a great show tonight. tonight. What's on the hat? Uh, Notre Dame. Oh, nice. Notre Dame. All right. Let's. Uh, okay. We got a lot going on. All right. We have yeah. a special guest tonight, Eric Doty, CEO of the Loop app, uh, which is going to light things on fire. I think. Great wow. business model. Can't wait to take a deep dive into this. We have uh, so many box breaks and so many new releases. We had to go double segments on both box breaks and hot in the shop. We are um, going to be taking a look at a special editorial uh, initiative we did on GoGTS.net over the last week leading into next week as well. And I'll explain more about that later in the program. But to kick things off... I know that there are three things that are, are being talked about a lot in our world right now and in the hobby, and there's crossovers to them. And so we want to know three things. Wh yeah. Which do you understand the least? Cryptocurrency, blockchain, or NBA Top Shot? <sighs> and... Thank you for everybody who's weighed in on this. 200 plus votes. 200 plus votes, and we just went live. So if you haven't voted yet, please do so. Yeah. Twitter.com slash um, GoGTS Live. If that thing on this, if you can't tell from the thing on there, that's a tweet. And we do kick off with that too, because I want you to follow us on Twitter, not just for my personal clout, um, but really because later on in the show, we're going to do giveaways. And you need to engage on Twitter. So this is your primer. Go to Twitter. Make sure you follow us so you're ready for the giveaways. But now the conversation. Yeah. So 54.7% saying all of the above. And so it really, um, I think it presents an opportunity us for have some conversations, especially because a couple of these have direct crossover with the hobby. And actually one of them in particular, NBA Top Shot, combines elements of the others. So Ivan, I also happen to know that you know a little bit about NBA Top Shot. We talked about it real briefly in Hobby Happening several months ago, and now it's a real thing. It's gaining momentum. I'm hearing about it. It's it's there's a buzz about it, but even I am not quite sure I fully get the concept and clearly a ton of other people don't as well. So let's talk a little bit of NBA Top Shot and how it fits into the hobby right now. All right. So first off, full disclosure, this was Rob's poll. I saw it midday and I, I said, this was not me because I know some of y'all are sick of me talking about it. 
Um, that said, if you want to have a real conversation, I think this is always the place to have it. Um, so what is NBA Top Shot? Uh, well, if you understand how blockchain technology works, NBA Top Shot is a digital collectible. They call it a moment because it's actually a video. It's not static like a card is. You know, it doesn't just doesn't just sit there. It moves. So other people then say, but it's a highlight. Why would I want to own a highlight? And to that I say the same thing that I that you know, why would I want to own this picture of Bo Burrows? You know? Okay. I can't necessarily explain that, but and I don't necessarily want to own this one, but I do want to own this one of Ed Howard. Why? I don't know. I don't fully know, but I like collecting Ed Howard. Um, so these moments are serial numbered. Every single one is serial numbered as it's minted, as it's created on the blockchain. And okay, pause right there. Yes. We made some assumptions that we understood what blockchain was. And because there is some crossover, you, without taking too deep of a dive, you got to mm -hmm. give us at least a reader's digest on blockchain. Certainly. So blockchain is a technology that, and I am not an expert on it. Believe me, if you want to dive into it, you, you definitely can. But it's basically a verification system. Okay. I can so understand that. You know, one of the comparisons I've seen in the past, and I, I did Star Wars Card Trader on Tops. I did Tops Bunt. Uh, I know a lot of you have done, you know, Panini, uh, Gridiron, um, you know, Tops Huddle, all those things. One of the arguments early on was, well, why can't I just screenshot it and own the same thing? So because of the blockchain verification, it has provenance to okay. people that believe in ownership of digital assets. Now, you may never believe in it, and that's okay. But to a large segment of the, or at least a growing segment of the population, they do see it as, wow, I own this because of the verification that comes from the blockchain. The other thing that makes it exceptional is we always ask, well, what if so-and-so loses the license for this league? In traditional world, they just pull the plug on that app and it disappears. The blockchain asset exists outside of TopShot. So Topshot creates it, and that's the platform for it right now. But if Topshot loses the license to create more, that doesn't mean that your asset has to go away. What gives a Topshot asset its value? People want it. So demand. Yeah. Supply you know? and demand. And because like, it's serial numbered and limited... Do we know the serial numbering? I mean, is that is or is it blind or how so does that is, work? This is the thing that I love about Topshot. This is where I will rave is that because it's on the blockchain, every transaction is viewable and auditable. My account is viewable at all times. If you know my username, which I'm pretty public about, watch the breaks, you can go on any number of additional sites, you know, almost like uh, pop-up sites that service this, and you can audit my account. So if I go out and then I say to you here on GoGTS Live, you know, I really think that Ish Smith is a great steal. He's undervalued right now. You can look back and see that I bought 20 of them at $7, and now I'm trying to shill it at 14 You can see that. Okay. So it'll, it provides transparency so that you can actually um, – you know, make better judgments about things. And 
not be caught up in a lot of the things that in the card hobby have annoyed collectors for years and continue to. You know, was that a real sale? Was it not? All of those things. It's all viewable on the uh, on the blockchain, regardless of um, you know its authenticity. So the serial numbers are viewable. Uh, you know what I own is viewable. What you own is viewable. Very, very. Um, so when a moment is created, mm-hmm. does Top Shot tell you how many of them are going to be available? Yes. Okay. So in that sense, it's kind of like an IPO. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Or so, like, uh, you know, like a, uh, sort of like the, the print to demand, but in reverse where it's like, you know, I've got some of these Panini instant cards. Well, this set was out of 518. This set was out of 1341, but we didn't know until after the fact. Well, here you can actually say, well, I want the more limited Rui Hachimura, you know, or, hey, I just want to pay for the less limited one and get it right then and there. So the NBA moments, does the NBA or does Top Shot determine what the moments are? And then uh, how is the price determined at the point of initial release? So they're, they're released in packs, Packs. Yeah. So they don't release them and say, okay, buy this LeBron from us for a hundred thousand dollars, you know, so we can make money. The hundred thousand dollar LeBron was in a pack. Um, so it's fun because that's part of it is you can rip a pack and um and then there's a uniqueness to it in that the serial numbers, it's not just the end serial number. And collecting we're used to uh, you know, out of nine 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 is not rare. Right. But right. in Top Shot, if you get number 100 out of 9999, it, the market gives it more value. And by the market, I mean you, me, you know, Michael Jordan, whoever, whoever is out there buying these. Because it's all on this one marketplace where you can see there's actually a scale of value based on the serial number. So in a $9 pack, I pulled a Kevin Durant that was number 45 out of 12,000. So you may say, well, that's a common Kevin Durant. Wow. But because it was number 45, I was able to sell it on the marketplace for $899 and somebody bought it. Is that it. his jersey number? No. Now, the jersey numbers do carry a premium. Why did 45 to- carry a premium? Uh, because it's a low, a closer number to one than 46. Oh, or 47. So it's it, literally like there's a difference in price between moment number 11,000 and moment number 152. That's kind of weird because here, my problem is, is when you, when you print something, okay, eventually the print. They're to circle back. So, yeah. So where was I? I'm sorry. Uh, the serial numbering. Okay, so with when you print something, the quality of print one is better than print, you know, a hundred, like with artist etchings. Okay, and so the one closest to the original has more value. I get that based on the physicality of it with something digital that is absolutely the same, whether it's number one or number forty six thousand. Why would any one number be worth more than another? Uh, so I hate that it's the default answer, but I, it's because of demand. Really? <laughs> I, 
Now, I do uh, think, though, that here's, here is a thing. I think that because there is standardization, collectors, are they look for differentiation. Okay. You know, like we're just, I feel like we're just drawn to that. Like, well, wait, what is different about this? Uh, you know, certain errors may not be more scarce than others, or maybe they are, but sometimes their value is much higher relative to their scarcity, um, you know, than it should be. Uh, Interesting. Closest example I could think of. All um, right. Not a perfect okay. one, but you know, we're going to, we're going to circle back on this because instead of doing Goji TS live Q and a um, tonight, we are going to answer, take a look at this poll question and touch on some of the other things that we haven't addressed. Cause it seems like a lot of people want to know and don't know. So let's do what we can to help. But for now we are going to bring on somebody who's been, Making the hobby media circuit lately. I've seen him everywhere. <laughs> Eric Doty, CEO of the Loop app or Loop. Eric, welcome to Go GTS Live. You and I have exchanged emails in the past, but this is kind of the first real get to know you. So welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, it's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, we it's report- digital night on GTS. It really uh, is. So <laughs> perfect guest. I, uh, we reported on the loop app as you guys started to leak out information and the, it went live and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. I still think a lot of collectors aren't exactly uh, sure of what loop is. So um, let's start right there. Yeah, I think the if we were to simplify it down to the base level, it's really an app that wants to be your local card shop. So right okay. right now, if you're if you're joining the app, it's mostly breaks, and that's what we're probably going to be known for for a little bit. Is you join and you buy a pack or buy a box or buy a new hit draft, and that all happens within the app. The watching the stream, the making the purchase, and then watching the the you know the break happen, as well as us handling everything like shipping and and tracking of the cards being shipped to you. But we have a ton of single sales, too. We have a big one coming up Sunday with Basketball Card Guy, um, where he just has, like, vintage graded Kobe rookies, Michael Jordan rookies. And you just kind of sit down with him on stream, and he talks through what the cards are and why they're valuable and maybe where he got them. And it's it's really just kind of like that card shop community vibe. And that's that's really what we're trying to build. I love and it. outside of just the vibe... There's a technological ease to both listing and buying. There's mm-hmm. no like take and see who took first, right? Um, explain the technology of just the transactions and how easy you made it. Sure. So the streaming is basically one button press. If we've approved you to sell on the platform, that's important. You hit a button and you go you go live and then there's a menu where you just literally add items. And for the for the viewer and the buyer, there's just a buy menu, and you hit you hit saying, "Hey, I want this item." You validate your info, and the purchase happens. And we've actually timed it that you can go live, list an item, and somebody can complete the purchase in less than 15 seconds. It's so fast, and wow. we just remove all of the pain points and the friction you would get, you know, selling on something like Instagram, where you'd have to send somebody out to PayPal or Venmo, and then they come back to watch your stream. Everything's just like built into the one platform. I love it. Uh, 
so the, Lee, you, you brought up something. You've approved certain breakers. What kind of vetting process do you do to say, yeah, this is someone we want and that we trust on our platform with our customers? Number one is, are they existing seller somewhere? Okay. Um, that's that's important. We, we've got a ton of people who come in and are like, hey, I bought a box at Target. Can I sell it on your platform? I'm like, no, like, sorry, <laughs> not, not right now. Um, you know, we have a reputation. We want to build trust. And that's really important to see somebody who's already selling product and building their own community and trust and has a reputation because that's somebody that we're going to trust our brand with. Um, if they're the if they're selling on loop and they're the very first stream that you jump into and that you buy from, they're technically the face of the company to right. you. Um, so that's what we look for is positive attitude. Um, they can scale like the, the amount of sales that they're doing on our platform is, is for some of these guys like records for them setting records every night. And they've been really good about keeping up with it. Um, but again, that's because we've taken the time to make sure that, you know, they buy supplies that they're ready and they've, you know, slowly been scaling their business over time. Wow. Ingenious. When did this first come about in as far as a, a concept for you and then the rollout of going live? The concept hit me late, late 2019, early 2020. Um, I actually left my previous job in January, February, and just went full on this, started to do the research and plan out what features we wanted and built a team. What I didn't realize is obviously there was a pandemic coming. So in January, <laughs> January, February, I had like bright eyes and I was so excited. And then I realized that, oh, I can't have a team, uh, you know, in one place. Uh, so we, uh, that definitely changed. We Now we're just a, we're a team of six fully remote around the U.S. And we did a beta in the summer and built out some of the features and we ended up launching on October 23rd. So just a couple of days ago was officially four months. That's great. I, I love entrepreneurship and I love um, when people can bring that to the hobby. I'm sorry, Ivan, you had a question. Oh no, no, that's, that's great. That's um, I mean, i I love it too. I'm lucky enough to uh, Eric is on my favorite social media platform, Twitter. So I've been <laughs> very lucky to follow the journey as they've been growing. Um, but of course, there's always the question, you know, sellers want to know what are my fees, buyers want to know what are my protections. Uh, talk about how you're solving the eBay problem uh, mm -hmm. through your setup and helping buyers and sellers have a better experience. So for buyers, um, we actually handle all of the payment processing in the middle, like we take all the money. Um, so there's fraud detection, there's chargeback protection we have our own legal team as well as we kind of uh, we kind of manage incoming support questions as well we're the first layer of support so if it's a really simple question like hey where's my package or update this address for me we can do that um, and then if it's you know more complicated than that or they really need support then we'll connect them with the seller so again with building the you know, the mostly frictionless platform, we just want to let sellers focus on selling. Like, how do you build a community? How do you sell as much product as possible? And we kind of take all of the worry away from you as much as we can. From the buyer's standpoint, we already talked about vetting the sellers. Um, and we have limitations on what they can sell as well. Like, we don't do razes on the platform. Um, we don't allow that for pretty obvious reasons. Um, also, once a package is shipped to you, 
Um, the USPS tracking info goes directly into the app. So you can look at your purchase history, tap on it, and we actually pull from USPS directly into the app and show you how's your... <laughs> Has it been shipped? Where is it? If it's been delivered, um, as well as we send emails out to confirm that um, this is the address, this is what you bought, this is the address it's being shipped to. Um, all the things you would expect from a large business, we give a small card seller who's maybe only been selling on Instagram, we give them all the tools that you would get setting up a larger business. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe it took this long for someone to do it. But it sounds like we've got the right guy in in charge. <laughs> but the one I thing hope, I hope do so. have to, I, I was trying to find it from my phone. Is this is this iPhone only right now? Yes, and uh, oh. I, I get so I get yelled about yelled at about this every day. Um, <laughs> we actually so you know up until almost launch, um, this whole thing was funded by me. It was bootstrapped, and I had you know. I can only afford one developer. And uh, now, luckily, with fundraising, we now have an Android developer working on it full time. And it, it will be out by the end of March. Oh, wow. Oh, That's awesome. fast. So yeah. glad to hear. I've been, I've been feeling left out. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. But I, I certainly get that's a definitely uh, some good reasoning and explanation there. Mm-hmm. So what's been the number one positive feedback that you've gotten and what's been the number one uh, request or thing that you're working on? Maybe you already answered that. I feel like Android probably would have been <laughs> it. Um, but I know that you're really mobile. I mean, I've seen changes since I've been following the platform for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but what's the best feedback you've gotten and what's the thing that you're working on? The best feedback was probably, I, I've said this on other interviews because it was it was probably this, the first real validation we had that we were doing the right thing. And that was a, a father-son um, card shop in Virginia called Lab 20. And, you know, they 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 kind of asked us, hey, can we try this out? And they're, you know, they're physical shops. So I was like, hey, that's that's a lot of trust <laughs> that I have that you have a real, real existing business. And after their, I think it was their first or second night selling, um, I got a really excited email the next morning saying, it took us a week on Instagram to move that much product and we did it in a night. And that, that was for me like, okay, we're going like all, all of our investment is going into this because this is, <laughs> this has proved exactly what we were making the big bet on. Um, wow. and th- yeah. And then the, the kind of, what are we working? What are we working toward? I believe well, that was the other part of your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what's sort of, uh, without saying what's the worst thing someone said about you, because I know you listen and I know, I know you oh, work yeah, on things. Yeah. So like what what's the issue that you're really tackling now? So there's two really big things coming up for us. One is, well, one, we just banned our first user. That was beautiful. <laughs> That's how you know you've really made it is when you have trolls. Um, so we have we have the ability to remove people. Can we do that at some point, Rob? Are we allowed to <laughs> ban somebody that. finally? Um, but I think the two big things is is if you join, let's say, in the middle of the day, you download the app on Friday at 3 p.m., maybe no one's online, but there's going to be people at night. Um, we don't do a good enough job giving you anticipation. Um, so building a scheduling program to, or scheduling piece to show you what's coming next, as well as we actually save all the streams 
Um, we have all the videos, but we don't surface them in the app yet. And I know that's that's a huge request of people want to go back. Let's say they buy into a team break, but they have to leave. They can go back and watch the video and see that. So we know that's really important, adding that into the app. And, you know, again, we're only four months in. Um, you know, we're growing way faster than we expected. So we're just scrambling to get all those basic features. We want to add in things like, you know, a lot of people use random.org. Like, can we build the randomization directly into the app? I think that would be huge for sellers as well. So they wouldn't they wouldn't have to go to a separate device to do the randomization. Sure. It's it's all right there in the menu. So I, a lot of I, a lot of big I, things on the way. I am I'm really impressed. The more that I've learned, the thing that gets me excited is the the ability to help small businesses. Mm-hmm. You've created a platform that puts the masses in touch with the, the local card shop. And you started the whole conversation that way. And to see that come to fruition in a way that is beneficial, not only for you as a business owner, but at you know the end user level, it's it seems like you've really created a win-win-win situation, which isn't always easy to do. So congratulations. Thank you. And you know, we have we have so much on the way. Um, we have we have some big milestones we want to hit before the national, and I think I, I feel like most of our teams probably going to be at the national. I don't think we we don't have a official presence, but we'll be on site and around the area. Awesome. Real quick, um, I mean, you mentioned that you've gotten some investment, and I know some of that's been public. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just sort of tell us about that, and you know, like what what that's going to enable you to do as far as scaling and making this. You know, possibly an alternative to both uh, YouTube and eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to date, we've raised about three million, and uh, the two the two big pieces there are upfront ventures from Santa Monica. They they've been amazing and helping us, you know, build strategy and what we're doing and and staff up our team. And the other is Nat Turner, who you probably know recently. Of course. Yeah. So Nat's Nat's been a big help. Um, and really, you know, just even getting him on board was hugely va- validating as well um, to talk to somebody like him with with his history with the hobby and connections has been um, for for me as a first time founder is like, please let me let me talk to you as much as possible, because every time I feel like I have a question for him. And well, uh, that is validation. Yeah. I mean, because if he puts his stamp of approval on something in the hobby, you know, that carries some weight. So for all of you out there listening, you know, hear that, you know, when, mm-hmm. when Nat Turner puts his money behind something, it usually is something good and stuff happens. I, I was going to double that with, um, upfront ventures is ran by Mark Suster, who is the founder of Salesforce. Mm-hmm. So that's also big a pretty name. big stamp of approval right there. Um, so, so, um, Greg Bettinelli, who, who is a partner at Upfront. Um, him, he's a card collector. He is also a very big card collector. <laughs> um, but uh, so Greg was the one that took the the big bet on on Loop. But him and Mark are in Loop rooms pretty regularly, <laughs> um, and it's it's great watching watching them buy because I'm like, oh, this is this is just more than an investment. This is like a full on hobby for you now. I it's I love it. <laughs> So let me ask you something. This is an idea that seems so ingenious that it leads one to ask the question, are you in this personally for the long term or was this such a brilliant idea that you knew you're going to be able to flip it for money down the road? 
I'm I'm in it for the long term. I I work 12 years in video games and there's I love playing video games. I I love a lot of the great people that work in video games, but the the industry and the market is not great. It's it's uh there's a for me personally there's a lot more cons and pros. It's 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 really interesting seeing where the industry is going and what what kind of floats to the top and how they monetize um including the fact that it's it's just wild like there's how many studios close because they just have one game that just doesn't hit i mean it's a common thing and you know i just started to really get back you know i was a huge collector when i was a kid took a break got back into it a couple of years ago and for me, it was like, if I'm going to shift all my attention 100% into something, it has to be something that I love. And, you know, sports card collecting, the hobby, the community around it was just so inviting that, like, I'm going to take a big bet and jump into something totally different. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here buying Project 70 cards. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I heard you before I jumped on, I heard you talking about Top Shot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm buying little pieces of cardboard still. <laughs> I uh, I love it because... You know, when you find something that you love in this life, you never feel like you work a day in your life. And so to hear you so committed to something that is a passion for you personally and that has generated such a great idea that people are benefiting from. Wow. Wish you absolutely nothing but the best with this. Thank you so much. And I I didn't want to. I don't know if anybody called out, out in chat. I didn't want to avoid it. It just didn't come back up. Um, you did ask about the fees. So oh, we yes. don't we don't actually we don't publish the fees um publicly, but we do say that we're we're well under eBay and any competitors in the space. We're we're purposely we purposely keep that small because we know with a lot of card shops and breakers, the margins are already pretty low. Um, so we don't, we don't want to take like a big cut of that. We, we let you grow your business the right way and we'll, we'll work on other ways on monetization around that. Um, that's, you know, we don't want to take advantage of anybody. Sounds good. There is one great question that came up in, in uh, one of the chats on the YouTube from Eric Bailey. Uh, will there be auction style platform ever inside of loop or is, are you just sticking with the buy it now? Oh, there, there will definitely be auctions. It's it, again, when we look at experimentation and validation, we have a seller called fresh Poles. They're out of Boston and they're actually doing auctions today with a live auctioneer, um, in studio oh, with wow. them. That's <laughs> like, you know, calling it out like a normal auction and, uh, seeing people gravitate towards that was already like, okay, we definitely need to build this into that. People like it. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for explaining everything. We are anxiously, well, we, I'm anxiously looking forward to the Android version so I can <laughs> join in the fun. And uh, yeah, obviously, um, we're going to have to have you back on, and as we get closer to the national, let's talk a little bit so we can do something on the main stage together, all right? Definitely. I'd, I'd love to. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, check out where where should people download the app? Where should people follow you or the company in order to stay up to date on things? So the app is called Loop, L-O-U-P-E. I'm wearing a shirt with it. Um so if you type that in the Apple App Store, it'll just show up where the top result. And then our website and all our social handles are loop the app.
So loopthapp.com um, has all of our information as well. Awesome. Well, thanks, Eric. We'll talk to you soon and congratulations again. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. All right. Um, I'm going to make sure I got to jump on Twitter and oh, make so sure funny. that I'm following the loop. App. Fresh Polls is in the chat and just get through out a, a yeah, Eric shout out. <laughs> All right. So, so the loop app. Loop the app. Loop the app. Yep. Okay. Loop. And loop, uh, for those of you who, who may not know, the reason it's spelled that way, that is the jeweler's tool that you use to check the clarity of a, of a jewel or, and or the surface of a card. Um, so that's now is where Eric that. on is Eric Dowdy on um, Twitter as well? He or, is. Uh, and he's pretty public that it's him. So I, uh, it's DMZilla. We should have asked him about that. What does DMZilla mean? Um, I think I already, okay. DMZilla. But he's a great follow too because obviously there's some crossover between the content on Loop and on his. Sometimes he says something cool and personal. And you really get that he's following the hobby. You know, I mean, his most recent tweet was a mail day of uh, some those Project 70 cards and some incredible boxes of, uh, wow, Upper Deck Glass from 2003. Awesome. Now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole in the middle of the show and start Googling those to see what the glass, no, glass rookie looks like. No, I'll tell you, Rob, there is <laughs> upper deck basketball in that era. Um, c- complete terrible segue. I know hobby happenings coming up in a second. But um, it's very interesting to me how tops basketball is getting such a boost. And some upper deck is. But I also feel like some somewhere in there, Upper Deck might have printed more than anybody else to where like the basic star rookies do not get the respect they deserve. Or is it just that the market has just forgotten about them? What's going on with that? Ooh. Um, I think the market has largely forgotten. Like the especially in baseball in the 90s, the star rookies are the best looking rookie cards of any of these guys. Don't at me. Don't try to argue with me on Derek <laughs> Jeter and A. Rod. Like, Upper Deck was photography. That was, they were. Oh man. So, anyways, um, all that to say, <laughs> Upper Deck glass box, two boxes of that. They just got in to do um, live on loop. Super cool. Lots of fun to follow. Um, glad we could finally connect in person after lots of Twitter DMs over the last uh, six months or so. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for helping with all of that. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's dive into our uh, next segment where we take a look at news, notes, and nuggets related to the this hobby that we love, uh, that we've cultivated, aggregated from around the web into what we call hobby happenings. Well, and it was with this tweet, this tweet, that ProSet is officially back after 30 years as an official trading card brand of leaf trading cards a press release issued this week stated the hobby's excitement and appreciation for the hobby's greatest brands is easily at an all-time high the opportunity to resurrect one of the hobby's early innovators is one leaf just could not pass up quote leafs uh ceo brian gray added pro set was my first job in the industry 
And the chance to lead its rebirth in the hobby 30 years after my time there was an irresistible opportunity. Our intention with this brand is to provide a range of offerings which will appeal to collectors at all levels from the casual fan to the hardcore collector. Congrats on this endeavor, Brian. A headline like this is sure to garner attention from both inside and outside the hobby. Some of you may or may not be familiar with Joel Platt, a lifelong collector who started the Sports Immortals Museum in Boca Raton, Florida back in 1995. Over the last seven decades, Platt has acquired one of the world's great sports memorabilia collections. In fact, the 82-year-old's high-security vaults in Florida contain more than a million items, ranging from Jackie Robinson's bat to Wilt Chamberlain's high school uniform to the recently deceased Hank Aaron's game-used hat. So, back to the New York Post headline, and just how did Platt turn a $100 million collection into a stock market? Well, through Collectible App, of course. One of the first IPOs from the Sports Immortals collection was for Muhammad Ali's Rumble in the Jungle championship belt, one of two known to be in circulation. Collectible apps sold 12,800 shares at $10 a pop, generating $128,000. Now, Collectible valued the belt at $428,000, and Platt kept 30,000 remaining shares. According to Ezra Lev- Levine... How did I butcher that after we've interviewed the gentleman? (laughs) CEO of Collectible, the IPO sold out, but shares have begun trading at prices based on investor demand via a secondary market, which is on their site, similar to that of Wall Street. It's one way for investors to realize profits. So an item can begin trading on the new Collectible trading site, uh, Levine said, 90 days after its IPO sells out. Be sure to check out the full article at the New York Post website to see several of the other high-valued memorabilia items available from that Sports Immortal collection on Collectible App. It's incredible. I'm just in awe of the industry right now. Um, Well, CBS News' Nancy Chen showcased a story on the hobby this weekend. It was pretty cool. Check it out. The sports trading card business is surging as the pandemic draws people back to a favorite childhood hobby. Nancy Chen shows us why collectors are paying big bucks. Adam Thomas's sports card store in Oklahoma has been busier than ever. I've been in this you know, industry over 30 years and had the store over 22 years, and I've never seen more kids come in the store than, than this year. SNS Sports Cards was closed to the public for three months at the height of the pandemic, but the store still managed to double its profits last year. People have had more time on their hands. People are wanting to relive stuff that made them feel good when they were a kid. The demand currently far outweighs supply. Mark Warsop is CEO of Panini America, the largest trading card manufacturer in the world. If you haven't collected trading cards in 20 years, Come and take another look. You can buy trading cards with precious gems inside, trading cards made of precious metals. There's also an element of luck in finding out what's inside a pack. These so-called pulls are often streamed on social media, attracting younger collectors. 
Even a basic pack bought for a few dollars may contain a limited stock card worth thousands, and the value only goes up from there. In January, a Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for a record $5.2 million. But the NFL and NBA are fueling the growth in sports trading cards. A signed Patrick Mahomes card auctioned for $861,000 last month. Don't treat everything as an investment or as a get-rich-quick scheme. Collect what you like, whether that's a player or a team or a type of card, and enjoy the hobby. And always remember the simple joy in the luck of the draw. Nancy Chen, CBS News, New York. Sports Collectors Daily reports that the sale of PSA's parent company, Collectors Universe, is now official, and Collectors Universe is now a private company. The new investor group includes not only new chairman of the board and much-talked-about hobbyist Nat Turner, uh, but also Major League Baseball team owner Ken Kendrick and an all-star-studded roster of athletes, including Brooklyn Nets forward Kevin Durant, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, and former world number one tennis player Andy Roddick, among others. Nat Turner has been named executive chairman of the board. Joe Orlando retains his role and title of president and CEO. And now we have a look at each of the individual investment firms involved in the transaction, headed by D1 Capital Partners, Cohen Private Ventures, the Chernin Group, and 35 Ventures. The hobby is big money, man. Uh, well, with all of this capital investment in PSA, it should come as no surprise that the company continues to aggressively hire for new positions, the latest being for a social media marketing specialist. So if you've ever wanted to work in the hobby, particularly in marketing, this is probably an excellent entry-level opportunity. Visit psacard.com slash careers for more details. If like me, you weren't aware this 1961 Topps Dice Game Mickey Mantle card existed, you are far from alone. It is one of the rarest of all Topps test issues. This example is the only entry in the PSA card set registry, and only 17 cards from the whole issue appear in the census. This example is currently up for sale at Heritage Auctions. You know we'll provide you with an update when it's getting closer to that gavel hitting. Yeah, one of a kind seems like it's overused, but it's not sometimes, like in this case. Yeah. <laughs> um, in honor of Top's 70th anniversary, Major League Baseball wants to hear about your favorite baseball card. Yep, that's right. To celebrate the 70th anniversary of Topps' first set of baseball cards, MLB.com will revisit the most memorable cards to ever hit shelves. To identify the creme de la creme of cards, MLB is asking collectors themselves to share their favorites. So visit the URL on the screen and submit yours today. You may know Brittany Palmer as an actress, a model, a popular UFC octagon girl, but now did you know she's also an artist and is part of the new Topps Project 70? Her first card released this week and she's hosting a special giveaway eligible to all who make a purchase. Watch this video for more details. 
Hey, what's up? Brittany Palmer here. So my first car just dropped and I did a 1980s style A-Rod. Super excited about it. I hope you love it. But to go with this card, we are doing a giveaway. One lucky winner is going to win a hand embellished signed print of this A-Rod portrait that obviously was not on the card, but this is just a nice little bonus. Um, this can only happen at tops.com. So good luck. Mwah. Well, another week, another auction. Sports Collectors Daily reports that at least four cards are scheduled to become part of the seven-figure club and are confirmed to sell for over a million dollars in the latest Golden Auctions event, including this beautiful specimen of Kobe Bryant's 96-97 Topps Chrome Refractor Rookie Card in a BGS Black Label Pristine 10, one of just two in the world with such a grade. Other cards scheduled for $1 million plus sales are a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle in a PSA 8. And then there's this 2004-05 Upper Deck Ultimate Signatures LeBron James Logo Man one of one patch auto. And finally, this 0304 Upper Deck Exquisite RPA number to 99 of LeBron as well, graded in a BGS 8.5. You know, Ivan, I really, 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 really wished I owned just one million dollar card right we'll talk about that after the break <laughs> <laughs> uh some exciting news from hockey uh if you like me are a fan of upper deck mvp and artifacts because of the rookie redemptions that they offer well the full rookie redemption checklists have been added to the gogts.net website blog and you can check them out now uh, GoGTS.net for more details. Well, I don't know about you, but last year when Tops announced its partnership with Athletes Unlimited, I'll be the first to admit right now that I took it for granted, Re really paying it no mind at all. The first release was an on-demand exclusive for um, their professional softball league. And I thought that was a one and done or it'd be a repeating year to year product. But Come to find out, Athletes Unlimited organizes multiple women's professional sports teams, including lacrosse and volleyball, which Tops just announced as their latest Athletes Unlimited trading card offering. The sets cost $14.99 and consist of 50 cards with parallels and autographs randomly inserted. The order window is open until April 2nd. You can visit tops.com to make a purchase or for more details. And this also ties into our women in the hobby story we'll talk about later in the program. And that is a look at this week's hobby happenings. Excellent. Working on that tweet right now. So if you're a WWE fan or you're a fan of cards and want to get some for the first time, go to twitter.com slash go GTS live. Check out our two most recent tweets, soon to be three, and it's so easy. All you got to do is follow, follow us. You probably already do. Retweet and then be watching at the end of the show when we announce the winners because you do have to claim your prize. We don't track you down. You track us down by watching at the end of the show. So that said, we've got a packed show still coming up. We've still got what's hot in the shop next. We've got some special segments, including women in sports cards. 
uh, and some more box breaks too. Absolutely. First, uh, one, Rob, you want to see if we've got any updates on that uh, on that poll? Yeah, I do. And before I do that real quick, um, prizes from last week's show were picked up Tuesday morning. And I forgot that I said I was going to include masks with two of those cards. And I can't even remember now. So don't be too mad at me that you didn't get a Panini mask. Um, I'll try to go back and see who was supposed to get those and keep an eye out. And if you win again, I'll throw those in there. But uh, I don't usually make mistakes like that. So please forgive me. Yes, let's update the poll question Wow, 321 people weighing in. And of the three, people know the least about blockchain, but 50.9% are still saying all of the above. So now would also be the time in the program where we would remind you about the hashtag GoGTSLive Q&A, and that would be uh, uh, asking us a question about the hobby uh, especially if you're new and have a question, we're more than happy to answer that later in the show. But instead of doing that, we're going to circle back a little bit to our um, conversation related to the poll. Ivan was um, very helpful in helping us understand NBA Top Shot, gave us um, a brief explanation of blockchain. But Panini has bl- card digital cards that are called blockchain, mm-hmm. Panini blockchain. So... Let's talk a little bit about that to help clear up um, some confusion and help educate some people. So the blockchain component of digital cards is its authenticity and verification, correct? Hey, you got it. See, you're, you're getting it. You're getting it. Um, yeah, so, so blockchain technology, whether it's cards or cryptocurrency or NFT, which is what Top Shot is an example of, it all stems from blockchain. Blockchain is the technology behind it, and it's an allegedly unhackable technology um, because it decentralizes the information and uses multiple terminals to take it apart and put it back together in a way that can't be replicated or hacked, allegedly. Um, all right. You used an acronym and assumed that everybody knew what it was. Yeah, don't don't worry about that. We'll get we'll get to that later. Right, right now we're talking blockchain. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't all get right. ahead of me. But yeah, so blockchain <laughs> is blockchain is the code that creates all this. It's also then the verification. So once something exists on the blockchain ledger, that ledger is always readable. So again, my uh, my my top shot token exists on a blockchain and I can go and I can see that code right there on the blockchain and know, and I can move that code into a different wallet or a different place if I want to, um, generally speaking. So cryptocurrency is a token on the blockchain that you move from this wallet to that wallet, you pay this person, you get you know whatever from that person. All of that is blockchain. So one of the things that I know I, as a collector who believes in the digital space, I mentioned I, I was playing Star Wars Card Trader years ago, 2014, 2015. Um, I always had a trouble with Panini's blockchain because it's like, well, what's the point of it other than just that they have the license? Um, you know, it's, it's unique in that it's not a blockchain that you can purchase with crypto, with other crypto or exchange for other crypto. A lot of them bounce between each other. Um, 
So it kind of just stands on its own and it's like, okay, well, what's it doing standing on its own over there instead of being built somewhere more integrated? They did offer um, some of their blockchain cards came with a physical example. That could be really important when we talk about tampering with original cards. So if you I get like a patch that. relic with, uh, you know, it's, and it's number one of 10 of Zion, but it's just a white swatch versus a pelican head. And then two years later, you see that one of 10 on eBay and there's a pelican head patch in there. Yep. And you're like, but wait, I can look on the blockchain and see what it was originally and know that someone tampered with it. So that's one like way to see could... that come to the physical cards. That would be, you know, we've said, oh, why can't there be a photograph database of card, you know, RPAs numbered to this and all that. But they can incorporate blockchain into that. Oh, yeah. I get so, it. I so get there is it. some potential there, but then there's the confusion of, well, why are they releasing these one of ones that are only digital, <laughs> you know, but um, give them some points for innovation, especially as we see what Top Shot has then done in that space. Um, but I mentioned NFT. I'll just circle back real quick. So NFT, that acronym means non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. But basically what that means is all of these blockchain assets that are not cryptocurrency. Gotcha. So like you wouldn't call a Zion RPA blockchain card cryptocurrency. It would be an NFT. Non-fungible token. token. Yeah. Gotcha. So. All right. See, I knew they were all tied together. Um, Big. And... Tied together. <laughs> All right, we're going to dive into uh, shifting gears, hot in the shop, look ahead next week's new releases, but a disclaimer. Uh, these first three were delayed products that were originally scheduled for release this week. Instead, they're releasing next week. So we're going to hit them again. GCI, the production uh, plant for Panini America down in Texas, obviously was greatly affected by the power outages as a result of the deep freeze in Texas. They lost 162 hours of production. Wow. And when you're talking about a production schedule like Panini's, that's a ton. There will be ramifications and impact uh, from that deep freeze for the next several months with several products getting pushed back. Uh, some products with multiple SKUs, i.e. retail or hobby hybrids. You may see hybrids released before hobby. You may see retail released before hobby. It, it just created a ton of problems that both Panini and GCI are working very hard to sort out right now. So that said, release dates remain extremely fluid. But as of right now, this broadcast... These next three products are scheduled to release next week that we're supposed to be here this week. We start things off with 2020 Panini Plates and Patches NFL football cards. Why the name? Well, guess what? You get an autograph or a patch auto, a memorabilia, and a parallel, a base card, and a printing plate. How about that? Look for rookie patch autographs from all the top rookies in the NFL, including Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, and many more. I love a product that gives you a printing plate in every box. 
on top of that, an auto or a patch auto and a memorabilia card and a parallel number to 60 or less. I like that. I think that's a good configuration. So look for oversized patch uh, autographs in the rookie patch autographs set. All the top rookies, as mentioned. Hunt for dual memorabilia cards featuring top rookies of the 2020 uh, NFL draft, including rare autograph parallels. There's on-card autographs and marquee marks with some of the most talented players in history. Look for highly revered of uh, popular players that maybe not only get the uh, uh, recognition they deserve, if you will. Uh, rookie etch, upper echelon, uh, more on-card autographs from the best rookies in the class. And then lots of fun memorabilia cards as well, including things like full coverage, a really unique rookie memorabilia set featuring full card swatches and full body silhouettes of top rookies. And then you've got a base set numbered to 99. Look for this in stores, online at your favorite uh, retailer, or Breaker next week. Also next week, and also hotly anticipated, 2020-2021 Donruss NBA basketball cards. I know we're all hungry for more new basketball, and Donruss is one of those marquee brands with its popular rated rookie insert cards of the 2020 NBA draft class, including LaMelo Ball, James Weissman, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, many, many more. Anthony Edwards, oh yeah, pick number one, forgot about that. Now, unfortunately, again, due to some of the changes this year with COVID and no uh, rookie photo shoot, the mock-ups that you're seeing are obviously last year's rookies, but again, don't doubt. <laughs> they will definitely be this year's rookies with the autographs in these packs this year. Um, there's going to be some great exclusive hobby uh, parallel content, such as the one-of-one one black lasers. Tons of different parallels, 60 inserts or parallels in every box. And then those inserts include Net Marvels, back again, Craftsman, Zero Gravity, The Rookies, Retro Series, and Crunch Time. There's also a deep base card checklist with veterans and rookies from across the league. You know Donruss. You love Donruss. It's going to be fun. Just got to wait one more week. One more week. Can we do it? We I can. think we can do it. Yeah. yeah. The, eclectic, awesome. the eclectic offering that is Donruss is shining through in this video for this product. It's going to have a little bit of everything that people like, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Great place to chase uh, whatever deep prospect you want. Find some of their parallels. Lots and lots of fun releasing next week. Well, I also know that you were looking forward to some Panini Prism EPL soccer cards. And that was one of the products that got pushed as well. Boxes are going to deliver one auto. Excuse me. Five numbered prisms. One silver prism. So you're going to really hope that silver prism is a rookie. Plus 10 additional prisms and six inserts in every box. So you combine one of the most popular soccer leagues with one of the most popular trading card brands. Yeah. And you're probably going to hit a home run with a decent checklist, which is now out, I believe, on the blog. If not, it will be shortly that blog being gogts.net. So look for all the best players on OptiChrome technology. 
and a product loaded with autographs of the league's top stars, plus plenty of fun inserts like Color Blast, Team Logos, Emergent, which is a hobby exclusive, and so much more. Yeah, Team Logos Prism Gold Power. Look at that. That's beautiful. And then it's got a 300-card base set that forms the foundation of the collection, featuring all 20 Premier League clubs and all of their stars, 15 players per club. Then there are 13 different hobby-exclusive base set prisms to collect. Silver, blue, black, pink, wave, red mojo, green ice prisms, and more. And this will be in stores next week. This week close that out with a look at Christian Pulisic and one of the mojo, red mojo prisms. The base set prisms gold, John Lodstrom. Very cool. Uh, that's going to do it for part one of delayed products releasing next week and hot in the shop. Uh, we're going to break some more boxes and then hit up part two when we're done with that. I got to say thank you to uh, Tracy Hackler at Panini uh, for getting these boxes out to us. I know that things have relaxed a little bit there, but I still can't imagine it's easy with how backed up they are and everything. So pretty cool we've actually got these to show you tonight. Shout out to Micah Distel also sent, sent us a <sighs> message on Twitter that he has 12,000 unique Twins cards in his collection. So tough one to give away, man. Oh. Cole Komet on card auto three color patch number to 249 rookie tight end out of Notre Dame playing for the Chicago. All right. This part due segment of hot in the shop is regularly scheduled products on the calendar for release next week. Subject to change simply based on the nuttiness going on, but we're going to hit them up. So as of right now, we're looking at Panini one football. Uh, once I find it, there it is one autographed card enclosed in a security sealed one touch holder in every box. All the autographs in Panini one will be signed on card from the top NFL rookies, legends, and current stars. In addition, all patch cards will feature either prime and super prime and or super prime memorabilia, including one of one shield signatures featuring the classic NFL shield. It's a 20 box case, one pack, one card breakers. Love this with this year's draft class of hot rookies who could blame them. Uh, this is one we might get a look at. I know we have in the past, just depending on production and what's going on. So look for a custom embossed cardstock, on-card autos, oversized patches, RPAs, top rookies, quad patch autos, uh, premium rookie patch autos of not only top rookies, but they're on beautiful acetate stock, which, which add kind of an extra appeal. Um, Designed with signatures framed perfectly between two patches. You have the dual patch autos and so much more in Panini One football. Rob, this next product is just kind of interesting because thanks to delays and COVID last year and then the snowstorm, we have a second Donruss product hitting this week. I don't know if that's ever happened before in the history right? of trading cards. 
2021 Donruss baseball cards is gracing us this next week with a combination of fan favorite players, one of the deepest rookie classes ever, as well as lots of autographs, memorabilia, and parallels in every box. That's right. Two autographs per box and one memorabilia card. 24 hobby-exclusive hollow blue parallels per box. Uh, one Liberty parallel per box. And four Independence Day parallels. So lots of, uh, lots of America going on here. There's going to be a well-sought-after um, hit per case check this out aside from the of course popular rated rookies there are whammy cards whammy cards some really cool artwork those are a case hit in donruss uh the rookies feature again this year with some shiny examples of top rookie names uh unleashed is a new insert set which features the players on the top of baseball's food chain and there you go look at that Luis robert whammy right there having some fun with art and also providing some cool things uh look for donruss baseball and hobby shops and everywhere this week keep it on there for a minute if you would james did you notice going through here that there's something blatantly missing uh it is the 40th anniversary of donruss baseball oh no i didn't notice that I think it's really weird. I'm I'm wondering if we're going to find some Easter egg related content in this product because I I thought it was glaring when the sell sheet came out. I'm like, all right, it's not 70 years, but 40 is still something, right? Uh, I think it's especially something because remember, 1981, that 40 years ago, is when the uh, you know competition entered the baseball card marketplace yeah i, I if you know. i was panini i would have been hyping the 40th anniversary of don ross baseball is i man i loved 81 don ross all right um next let's see back to the hardwood with 2020 21 panini revolution nba basketball cards you get four rookies four inserts and eight parallels in every box remember this is a ink and paper driven product that drives its value from some of the short prints and color and rookies available uh color meaning parallels there are autographs uh definitely but one thing there was an update notification of this product released on 121 uh, from Panini saying, due to ongoing issues related to the pandemic that have made acquiring material and assets extremely difficult, Panini has had to revise the solicitation that all autographs will be stickers and not on card as originally solicited or solicited. Uh, so we're looking for ultra rare galactic parallel of base and base rookies and all of the insert sets. There are autographs and rookie autos. There's veteran autos of guys like Steph Curry and Trey Young and so much more. This is a fun product because of all the different base and crazy things like Astro, Groove, mm -hmm. Fractal, Impact, Cosmic, Sunburst, Cubic, Lava, Galactic, and more. 150 card base set, 100 veterans, 50 rookies, and loaded parallel content. Should be live next week. This is timely, Rob. We were talking about uh, upper deck glass earlier. Well, we know nobody does acetate and clear cards and technology like upper deck. Well, 
We've got for the hockey fans out there, Upper Deck Clear Cut. Yeah. NHL hockey cards are coming this week. And this is a pretty unique uh, product from Upper Deck. We don't see, I feel, as many of these. One pack, one card, one autograph card sealed in a one touch. But look for some exciting cards inside of that. First off, all on that sort of clear cut technology, including canvas rookie debuts. Some great rookies. Note, this is 2019-20 Upper Deck Clear Cut. So we're still uh, we're still hanging out uh, in last year a little bit. We've got the Young Guns autographs. Um, this is going to have a 50-card base rookie auto collection. And then there's also tribute autos featuring autographed acetate versions of iconic rookie cards of the past 30 years. And there are no repeat players from the equivalent 2018-19 set. So they planned ahead and they yeah. made sure that they didn't put all the good stuff in 2018-19. They, they held some for this year, so there's no repeats. Also, check out Embedded Endorsements featuring signatures from t- top rookies to today's biggest superstars and black amber autos. Those just sound intriguing. Check those out in the sell sheet on GoGTS.net. And look for clear-cut NHL hockey in stores this week. Awesome. That wraps it up for a look at what's going to be hot in the shop. Again, just a disclaimer, <laughs> release dates subject to change. All right. Uh, we're going to put Ivan to work, uh, pulling some winners while he does that. Instead of a video, I put a segment together mentioned at the top of the program. Uh, March 8th is International Women Day, and there's been a focus on uh, women in general, and we decided, you know what, let's take a hard look at women in the hobby, women athletes, and things of that nature. Rob, so, I know that I know that this you've got the presentation and everything, but I got to say, I think uh, a focus on women in general is. Uh, sorry, I was in a clubhouse room earlier, and I didn't get to say this. It's exploded. Yes, women in the hobby has exploded, and yes. I think part of that's not just because of a movement so much as a. We've talked about it with some of the other offshoots. There's so little affordable right now that when you see somebody that's a greatest of all time and you're like, wait, they're, they're, it's only $10? Everybody starts buying it up and you see that happen. So um, so I'm actually excited. I'm multitasking drawing winners, but I'm excited to follow along with this too because it has been crazy and I love it. So some of the content we have up live right now, some will be live tomorrow. Um, first up, Hobby Outposts from the North, uh, a roundtable of women working in the hobby right now, including Emily Kless at uh, Tops, Janice Mabra, the Director of Sales and Packaged Goods at TriStar, and Courtney Hetty, the Direct Sales Account Manager at Panini America. Uh, this was assembled in the Q&A from uh, John Waldman. Uh, and then Klein's Corner... Uh, from Rich Klein, he did a catch-up in the hobby with some women, talking about some of the early pioneers, including um, someone that he worked with at Beckett for a long time, Margaret Steele, and several others. And then um, Hobby Musings will be live tomorrow. Kelsey Schroyer's regular article, he talks to Lucas Kinzer, who's the brand manager for uh, basketball talking about the WNBA license and some of the unique aspects of working with that versus the NBA. 
And then we dive into some future watches, taking a look at athletes, including Dr. Jen Welter, her cards. Yep, she's got cards. And also Sabrina Ionesco. Remember, we opened some WNBA Prism and pulled some of her cards. Got that right there on the camera. Yeah. And then one of the trailblazers and uh, that really kind of kicked things off with the popularity of uh, women and being subject on trading cards, Jenny Finch. I mean, just an outstanding athlete when she was active. And then tomorrow's future watches will have two of them. And that's going to include a look at Alex Morgan in soccer and Natalie Spooner in hockey. So a lot of uh, female editorial related content on the blog this week. So if you are, I know a ton of you out there um, are, are women and, you know, I see it when I'm shipping stuff out and it, it's so great. And I know you've got kids. And so there's lots of stuff uh, to talk about related to women and the hobby and sports this week on GoGTS.net. Rob, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet right now. And I'm going to say we need that to be a recurring future watch because I'm over here getting all excited because I'm like, <laughs> but you forgot this. You forgot that. You forgot this. And I think it's incredible, and I love it. Um, one, well, I'm glad you like a it. mom in the hobby was just on Good Morning America. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a mother. Um, I, I hate that I, I cannot did. remember her handle. Um, but the hobby came together and got some stuff for her kid. Uh, and so she was, I, I believe it was Good Morning America or, or whatever show Hoda's on, interviewed her. So there's moms in the hobby that matter. NBC, Hoda, Hoda on NBC. Uh, I know I just actually in picking the winners, I see two women today that won. That's awesome. We've got women viewers out there. Uh, you know, we, we love it. And y we barely scratched the surface. Alex Morgan is one of how many incredible U.S. soccer players out there. Um, earlier this week, I had a, I accidentally, I flipped a Rose Lavelle autograph on Com C. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever done this, Rob, where you flipped a card and then thought, uh, I shouldn't have done that. And so you go and buy it for five bucks more. <laughs> That's that happened to me this week. Um, That's Naomi Osaka, $500 rookie card now from tops. You know, we talked about that a bit last week. Yeah, we um, did. Barely scratching the surface. There's so much. So I'm going to, I want to see future watch women in sports be a, a monthly, at least, column like let's get more of that information because there's so much to collect and so much opportunity and we've got olympics coming up we've well got i'll tell you what i'll up. put I'll, I'll put out a call to action right now if you and i would like to see this done by a woman if you are a woman watching this show ripping gypsy and, and would be interested in getting paid a small amount of money to do a 300 word write-up for our female future watch athlete once or twice a month, go ahead and shoot us an email at gogtslive at gogts.net and we'll explore that possibility. All right, Ivan. Well, I'm glad to see that. Um, I it, First, hats well, off. You know, you, know, and, you know the other reason I'm excited about that, Rob? Sorry. I know you, <laughs> it just hit me, though. Like 
WNBA Prism is such an example of that. Sabrina Ionesco gets so much attention, but like last year's Rookie of the Year, uh, Crystal Richardson, I believe. Like, what about her? You know, what about all the other players that are all stars? Uh, gosh, I just sorry. The I, learning I, in I me just, is all excited I wa- right I now. I wanted I wanted to say public thank you to John Wallman, our senior um, marketing specialist. Uh, on the sports and entertainment division for GTS distribution. Uh, this was really his idea. Mm. Um, and he spearheaded it. I signed off on it and he's done a great job getting all our contributors on board. And also thank you for all the people in the hobby that participated as well. So thank you to them. All right, Ivan, let's give away some cards. All right. Well, we've got cards of uh, <laughs> we've got cards of women, cards of men, cards of wrestlers, cards of uh, athletes, uh, football players, everything going on today. So lots and lots of fun. And our winners span the gamut. Also, eleven winners is what I got. Uh, Rob, let me know if I forget something as I'm going through the list. But uh, we want to thank you all for watching, for tuning in, for learning with us as we learn from each other. Um, about products, about you know what they look like, what's coming down the pipeline. So to thank you, we're going to announce eleven winners. I have two. I have 10. one other request. Uh, okay. Well, correct me as we go. Okay. Was was one of the wrestler autos not giving away? Five. No. Three. One. Two. Oh yeah. wait, so my bad. My bad. You're right. I was you're like, right. you'll, be, you'll be good. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. um, awesome. So, hey, if you hear your name called, we do require one more thing. You've got to claim your prize. You've got to be watching live to win. Everybody that is watching now, we appreciate you so much. We want to reward you. So, if you're watching uh, live, email us gogtslive at gogts.net. It's right there on the screen. If you hear your name, email us your name, your mailing address what you won, and your Twitter handle so that we can just put everything in our sheet, line it up, get it out to you easy. Help us help you. Capiche? Easy? Love it. All right. So first off, we've got from uh, WWE. Now, is it next or is it NXT? NXT. NXT. Okay, good. Um, From NXT, we've got the Swerve Auto. That is going to at Hexy. Congratulations, at Hexy. You won the Swerve Auto from NXT. Then the Matt Riddle Auto from NXT is going to Hook'em Mike E. Congratulations, Hook'em Mike E. Then from Finest WWE, we've got the Mia Yim. That's going to J Bangarang. Mia Yim to J Bangarang. Then we've got the Mr. Grimes going to Kim J Flanders. Kim, I hope you like some Grimes because you're getting Mr. Grimes himself. Uh, Kim J. Flanders. And then finally, from Fully Loaded, that one one hit encased auto, The Miz is going to Rodzilla0279. Rodzilla, congratulations. Uh, then going to Topps Archive Signature Series, Jorge Polanco is going to T Cove Cards 11. Congratulations, T Cove Cards 11. Switching gears to Panini Basketball, we've got the uh, Dwayne Dedman and Kira Lewis. So you're getting two cards. Uh, Higgy 04 Rob. Congratulations, Higgy 04 Rob. You're getting both of those. 
Uh, next up winner is getting the James Weissman graffiti insert. That's Reamersma 63. Greg, congratulations. Thanks for watching. And then the Desmond Bain patch auto is going to D Mackey Lakers fan. D Mackey Lakers fan. Congratulations. All right, two more winners from the Gridiron. First off, we've got that dual winner of the Zach Bond auto and the Jerry Judy patch. That's going to at Skull Ma. Skull like the Vikings chant, Skull Ma. And then the Cole Komet auto is going to, hey, they probably came in for our digital conversation, Rob, Crypto for Life 7. Crypto for Life 7 won the Cole Komet auto. So, uh, so. That's it. 11 winners. Email us your name, mailing address, Twitter handle, what you won. Go GTS live at gogts.net. This was a fun show, Rob. Well, thanks. No, I think it was a fun show. Hopefully uh, everybody learned a lot. I certainly enjoyed our conversation with Eric Doty, who says entrepreneurship is dead. what a great story. Entrepreneurs um, helping entrepreneurs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's what I found most exciting about it. Uh, so a special thanks to Eric for taking some time to join us. Thank you to Emily Class at Tops, Tracy Hackler at Panini for providing uh, boxes for us to open and give away the hits to you guys. James Ooh. Gale behind the scene. Ivan Lovegren. Oh. Well, I just took a second to check Twitter, and Kristen Barrett, uh, one of our regular viewers, sent a fun little reminder. So remember, sometimes we pull these hits, and we're like, eh, well, well, who knows what? And she said, you know, thanks, and remember that Michael McDowell auto you pulled me. Well, that got a lot nicer after his Daytona 500 win this year. That's true. Always That's put, true. Never count out the long hits. That's never right. count them out. So we will be back with a brand new episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show next week. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. But this week, do me one more thing. Just one more. Be the change you want to see in the world. All right? Do something nice for somebody this weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Good night.